Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Uh, Kip Herridge here with your Daily VR Investing Podcast. When they talked about Turnaround Tuesday, and this was a big thing over my early parts of my career, uh, we used to have a, a topsy-turvy market, pretty much like we've seen in the last few weeks on a, on a much smaller scale, of course, but much more volatility. And we used to have a lot of down Mondays. It just I remember that in the first five, ten years of my career, uh, back in the uh, 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 late 80s and early 90s. And uh, <clears throat> we'd have a lot of Mondays where we had a lower open and we had an ugly day. And here came the, uh, you know, the, the war warts, and then Tuesday would come, and it was almost always turnaround Tuesday, and that's how we traded it. That was one of the first, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, signals we looked for was buy into a down open close on Monday. Anyway, we got it today, and did we ever get it? Record point gain today on turnaround Tuesday for the Dow Jones, up 2,112 points, closing at 20,704. That's a big 11.37%. That's the largest point gain since October of 2008, by the way. Uh, and the Dow was our leader on the day. It makes sense. It's been the hardest hit. You'd expect it to lead. Uh, both the uh, Russell 2000 and the S&P 500, both up 9% on the day. Look at these numbers, 9%. And the NASDAQ actually lagged a little bit, up 8% on the day, only up 557 points. What may be most interesting, especially if you're a, a close market watcher, is that the VIX index today, after being down sharply all day, did nothing but gain steam into the close. The VIX, the fear index, actually closed green on the day. Just fractionally, but it closed green on the day at 61.67. What that tells you, folks, is that there's a lot of people betting this is a bear market bounce. A lot of people, and maybe the smart money, we won't know till tomorrow and, of course, Thursday, but you got a lot of people here saying, this is a bear market one-day bounce. We, of course, had that before. We'll see what uh, last week, uh, I've lost track of time. I believe it was last week, last Monday, I think, or Tuesday. Uh, we'll see what happens here uh, tomorrow. But uh, there's really no way to look at this in our view, except this is a big positive. Because, again, thank you, by the way, for listening to us and, and, and your feedback. We really appreciate it. And on Twitter, it's really invaluable. It's how we learn from each other, and we really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you again for that, and thank you for being here with us. But from the beginning of this, we've said consistently, and very not popularly, by the way, but we're not really, we don't really care about popularity. I, I, I left that, uh, those desires behind in high school. What has been our view from the beginning has been that this is a manufactured crisis. We see direct evidence of that, folks, and we'll learn more as time goes on. But this was always a manufactured crisis. This was never about coronavirus. It was just used. It was a, a weapon, if you will, uh, for the, uh, to, to control the markets and to really get control of what we believe is going to be the new Patriot Act or something similar to that. Remember, the Patriot Act was written in the months leading up to 9-11, and then it was enacted just two weeks after 9-11. If this is the case, and if, if our belief system is proven to be right, we'll know this soon. It took about another two weeks after the Patriot Act was enacted for us to start seeing some of the real details inside of it. Uh, and that'll be the case here. What we want to watch for is this stimulus money, this bailout money is going to corporations uh, and the like, both U.S. and globally. We'll know from the strings attached to that exactly what this is. That's our view. We're going to share it with you here. If we're wrong, we'll tell you we're wrong. 
But we like researching things like this. I got deep into the Patriot Act after 9-11. Obviously, guys also got very deep into 9-11 as well. We're going to do the same thing here. And if that's your cup of tea, fantastic. But what we'll always do here, we promise you this, folks, we're going to report on what we see. We are not going to be the CNBCs and mainstream medias of the world that are told what to tell you reading from a script. That is not how we operate and uh, again, our, 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 our hero here really is Wayne Allen Root. He was fired by Las Vegas uh, Review Journal, a nationally syndicated paper he's written for for more than four years, one of the truest and best Americans that I know. And I know many of you know Wayne as well and are big fans. He was fired because he wouldn't follow the pre-approved script. He was fired because he wouldn't be a, a reporter to the sheeple. And uh, we don't have a boss here, folks. This is our company. It's mine and Tyler's company and our staff, and it's your company, VRA. We're going to report what we see until they don't allow us to have a voice any longer. And we're just telling you what we see. We're now getting ready for the backside of coronavirus and what that looks like. That's what's exciting to us because if we're right, and we've said that when the bottom's in place, we're going to have a breathtaking move higher. We just went 34% lower in just over three weeks. We look for a corresponding move higher that will be breathtaking. That's how we're positioning our folks. Uh, again, it's your money, but uh, that's our view, and it has been for some time. Let me read something to you that uh, we share with our clients this morning that, that we think is important. Again, what the backside of coronavirus is going to look like and something that we think looks pretty interesting. So... <clears throat> I'm going to name, I'm going to read off a list, a quick list of about six things that we have right now that are already in place because of coronavirus. Record low interest rates, by the way, huge positive for the American consumer and for American businesses. Much lower energy costs. Yes, that's a negative for the energy industry, but I live in Houston. We are completely used to oil shocks. When I got out of college and became a broker, oil was trading at nine. Okay, uh, and then it ramped from there. Uh, I remember four years ago, oil got hit down to $27 a barrel, and one year later, it was $55 a barrel. So this is nothing new to us. But for the American consumer, much lower energy cost acts as a pay raise. This is a huge positive. Another thing that's happening now because on the backside of coronavirus, China is done. Done. They will not be a threat to us probably for another 20 years at this point. This is how far this has set them back, and uh, that's well-deserved. Look, totalitarian country, not led by a president, as Mike Bloomberg said, but led by a dictator that's a dictator for life. This is, uh, this is karma time. Whether we want to blame the coronavirus on China or not, I have my doubts, if I'm being honest, because I believe I had this last year. A lot of people believe they've had this before. I'm not alone. But anyway, China is done. Lower taxes. Look, we're not paying our income taxes, are we? We've got a big extension, don't we? Right? We, and lower taxes are on the horizon, most certainly, should Trump win re-election. Did you see Joe Biden's video yesterday? He hadn't been in public for a week, and that's what he comes out with. That's his best shot. So whether or not it's Biden or whether they're positioning uh, Governor Cuomo of New York to be his, his fill-in at the uh, Democratic convention, that's the talk, of course. Trump should almost certainly win re-election. Hate to, hate to say anything is certain, but 
Man, he has done an amazing job of standing up for the American people daily, asking every tough question answered of him in the uh, hate, tri- hate Trump mainstream media. So if he's reelected, you know lower taxes are on the way because if, he's, if he gets reelected, that probably means the House is in Republican hands too. And hopefully we'll have Republicans with a spine this time uh, to stand up like our president has for this country. Next point, backside of, QV, of CV. Massive economic stimulus programs. We're already seeing them, right? We're going to get this final deal from Congress soon. And uh, we all know there is a shit ton of money about to be passed out. We see a total of $9 trillion total. And again, that's not just stimulus money, but $9 trillion in liquidity is coming to the United States alone. All right, we look for a $5 trillion bond deal to take place. We think this will be announced in the very near future. It'll happen overnight. It'll just be a done deal. And uh, this will be the government issuing new debt, getting dollars back circulating to the global system. That's a big plus. A lot of these emerging markets and smaller countries are in dire need of dollars. That's why the dollar's been ramping so higher. It's supply and demand, folks. And again, $5 trillion debt issuance is what we look for in that ballpark. We know we're going to get a, a total of $4 trillion in QE and stimulus, probably more than that. Uh, so it's $9 trillion or so in fresh liquidity slammed into the U.S. economy. Over history, one thing is undefeated. There may be others, but there's certainly one thing undefeated. Quantitative easing and massive fiscal stimulus is undefeated when it comes to making stock prices, prices go higher. Call it manipulated, call it bullshit, call it whatever you want to. I'm just talking about the end result is undefeated. Stock prices surge higher. It is entirely possible, and I'm not predicting it, but it is entirely possible that by the end of this year, the Dow Jones is at new all-time highs. If you're not hearing that from people, we think you should be listening to somebody else because we see it as a very real, not probability, but possibility. The next point on the backside of QV, of, of, of CV, we're going to have a massive infrastructure deal Again, even if not before the election, after Trump's elected, again, assuming he's reelected. So that checklist I just read off, off to you, record low rates, energy costs, China's done, lower taxes, stimulus, infrastructure deal. That has been Trump's checklist for three years, folks, to a T, to a capital T as in Trump. That's been his checklist. If you're a fan of Occam's Razor, I mean, isn't that something we should consider? Look. 4D chess, maybe Sun Tzu's really proud of him. I don't know. But again, we like to look at the outcome and then trace our steps backward to see how we got there. We find this most interesting. Um, okay, just want to cover a few other things here. Again, great day today. Internals were, were banging, of course. We're looking at better than 10 to 1 uh, in the internals across the board. We had a 93% up volume today in the NYSE. This is what a lot of people look for. Uh, to say maybe a bottom's in place. Again, it's just another statistic. But, but they also consider this. The Dow's up 11% today. <clears throat> if it's up 9% tomorrow, again, not a prediction, just saying we're back in a bull market. That's 20% off the lows. So again, if you're, if you're hung up on these uh, numbers, as we really are, it's just an observation. So um, again, with the VIX closed today, you got a whole lot of smart money uh, saying that, that tomorrow this market will reverse. So we're watching it very closely. But as we've been telling our folks, there were two most important days in, the, uh, in this bear market so far. 
that told us the bottoming process was beginning, even as the markets continued lower. And this is what the professionals were looking at. Number one, March the 12th. March the 12th was the day we had the internals from hell, 40 to 50 to 1 negative readings. That marked the lows. We've not come close to that again. Then, this past Wednesday, March 18th, we had liquidation day. That was the day that all asset classes collapsed. Bonds, stocks, gold, every asset class got destroyed. There was no parity and, and really no coordinated trading we normally see in these asset classes against one another. And so that was liquidation day. That was an important day. By the way, the Fed came out that night and said they'd back up all money markets. That was really important. We truly could have had a crash last Thursday had they not done that. But again, manufacturer crisis. Right now, we're following the money, right? This is right now the stimulus money, the QE money, the, uh, the Fed money, the, um, uh, the, the new debt issuance is coming from the Treasury. We believe this is really important to watch. Um, okay. Oh, I wanted to point this out to you today because the miners, and if you've been joining us here, you know we love precious metals and miners. Folks, there is no more bullish scenario for gold, physical, physical gold, silver, and the miners than the exact environment we are in today, right? We've been bullish gold and silver and miners for some time. We've actually, if I can say so, we've crushed this group over the years. I know this group. I know the players in this group. All of the things I've ever read and studied point to this environment as the exact time you must own this group. Okay? Just know that. It's all, really when it comes to precious metals and miners, it's all tied to one thing, and that's currency inflation. The printing of dollars. Because the more they print, the less our money is worth. It's simple supply and demand. It's, that's, it's, it's, not that, it's not any more complicated than that. Since 1913, the U.S. dollar has lost about 95% of its value. Why does 1913 matter? That's the year the Federal Reserve was created. They know how to do one thing, print money, lots of it. Gold moves off of currency inflation. It's just a hardcore fact. There are other variables, but over the long term, that's the thing that matters. Many of us believe over the years, we have evidence of this, that gold and silver have been grossly manipulated lower. All you have to do is study these ETFs like GLD and SLV to really understand how that's worked. The hypothecation of gold as much as 100 times over. Some people say the hypothecation of silver as much as 500 times over. What if that breaks down? What if that manipulation is no longer in play. And by the way, can I remind you, who loves gold? Who has his whole life? One Donald J. Trump. The pieces fit, folks. All of these pieces fit. You hang with us here. We're going to keep telling you this message as we have been since before he was elected when we predicted he'd win, predicted what the markets would do. We called the Trump economic miracle. And again, it's not that I'm in love with Donald J. Trump, although I kind of am. It's, I, I love the fact that what he stands for, that his views have been consistently the same over the years, and that he loves the country. I, I believe that to my core. That's my baseline. I've said that for a long time. If that offends you, please understand. This, I, just, I know one way how to be, and that's honest. Right? So uh, if you disagree with me, I completely respect that. 
I'm not going to call you names. I'm not going to have a, a different form of derangement syndrome because you don't agree with me. That's just my view. So <clears throat> gold today, up $90 an ounce. It had been up as much as 112 closing at 16.58. Silver up a big dollar an ounce, closing at 14.30. Of course, it's been shellacked. It's got a ways to go. But again, this group, the miners, GDX today uh, was up uh, 15.2% uh, today. Again, the miners lead. The miners lead, especially on the way up. Gold up 5%, GDX up 15%. That's a three-to-one ratio. It's exactly the buy signal that we look for, those of us in the industry. This is the beginning of the signal we look for. Two-to-one is great. We really like three-to-four-to-five-to-one. to five to one. Does that sound outrageous? Well, think about this. I'm going to lay something on you here. From 2008, uh, December of 2008, to the end of 2011, GDX <clears throat> was up 200 and 76%. The minor ETF up 276% in three years. Why is that significant? Well, because we made a lot of money in it. But during that average time, guess what the gold, uh, the GDX to gold ratio was? It averaged three and a half to one or better. There were two years where it was five to one, folks. This is that signal. Even if you don't join us, even if you're not a client or a member of ours, and again, I'll hawk that now, VRAinsider.com. Again, join us at VRAinsider.com, two free weeks. This is how we're positioned. We, we own uh, 35% of our portfolio was in, um, in, in precious metals and miners going into this. We believe it's going to pay some serious dividends, and now's the time to buy. This is not the end of the move. This is the beginning of, the, of a multi-year massive bull market in precious metals and miners. Know that. That's our view. We tell you exactly what we feel every single day, what we believe, what our research and evidence that we look at tells us. $9 trillion about to come into these markets, folks. Currency inflation staring you right in the face. All right. Uh, one last thing I'll point out for you technicians. Okay, here are the levels. I'm going to jot these down. They're going to be important, I believe. So from the collapse of the highs three weeks ago to the bottom yesterday, it feels like it was much longer ago now. Here are the Fibonacci retrace levels that you'll want to write down. These are just, I just kind of rounded these off to give you an idea of what we're watching here. So, and this is on the Dow Jones. This is really the index we follow most closely here. It's just something over my whole career. It's what we did. And that's what it stuck with me. I think it does with most people. Nobody talks about what the SP 500 did at the end of the day, unless you're on CNBC. Everybody else is talking about the Dow Jones. So, uh, that's what we're using here. Uh, if we have the first level, of a Fibonacci retrace, which is 38.2%, the Dow would go to 22,400. 22,400. That's 1,700 points or so higher from here, okay? That's the first level. This is what the, the chartist and the, the, the traders are looking at. It's an important level. If we get to the next level, which is a 50% Fibonacci retrace, that would take the Dow to 23,700. That is 3,000 points higher from here today. Again, off our 2,100-point close higher today. And if we get to the last Fibonacci retrace level, which is 61.8% for you math mathematicians out there, that would take us back to Dow Jones 25,000. Beyond that, people would start targeting new highs. That's just how it works. So 22,400, 23,7, 25,000 on the Dow. Folks, as always, thank you for being here. Hope you had a, uh, a good day today. 
and uh, sleep a little better tonight. As always, come and join us. We'd love to have you part of our community. Follow, follow me on Twitter at kharridge and uh, join us at vrainsider.com. Until then, we'll see you back here tomorrow after the close.